With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taylor, did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's, that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media, and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet! Do patrons get anything in return? Of course! We're not in nothing-for-something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at 2 bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice! I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us, and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media, helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. So as of recently, I was helping a toy store kind of identify toys and put things together. And I happened across a small box over on the side that had these huge bulky monstrosities in it and I'm handed this box and it's like any of these any interest to you and I reach down and I grab one I'm like these are amazing and I'm playing around I'm checking out the action features and the whole time in my mind I know exactly what it is I remember the commercials but I don't ever remember having them in my arsenal I never had them to play with Cobra Commander or Skeletor or to work with good guys like He-Man or Duke or even Sectars. And I never understood why I never had them. Because these things would have fit in, in my world so perfectly because they're large, chunky, have fun action features. They would take a beating and they're just downright monstrously cool the figure I ended up getting had a drill face on it and it was one specific character that I happened to like the design of so much from a toy line that has become such a fan favorite for so many people because it kind of combines these two things that we love action figures and sharks the toy line I'm talking about is 1994 Mattel's Street Sharks. And that's why I'm here talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time.
welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff, and for a second there, I thought this was just going to be a uh, a uh, <laughs> a laundry list of your favorite toy lines. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it was one of those like when when I was thinking about it, it's like I, you know, the story time I have to it is such a recent thing that, you know, I could I could launder in all these other toy lines because when I played, I did play with all these things together. And so right. when I would think back on if I was a kid and I, I had these, I would have used it for this or this or this. Like there so many things I could have used the Street Shark toys for. But as I was thinking back in nineteen ninety four, it's like I never had these. And looking at them, I never understood why. Because to me, they're really cool. And, well, if I know you the way I know you, I'm sure these things were not cheap when they were released. So I would imagine that's probably the main reason, because this would have been around the time you had started using your own money, I would assume, that, that to buy toys. That is one part of it. There is another part of it that we'll talk about as we get into it that I think okay. was out at the time that would have swayed me away. But before we dive in, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including Pamela Johnston, Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Jared Hart. And Mr. Matt Moore. We quite literally couldn't do it without you. Let me give their, our listeners a little info. Street Sharks is a uh, Mattel toy line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've done our research. It is, it is Mattel, is a, my, so my favorite Mattel company. was a Mattel toy line that ran from 94 to about 97, uh, the same amount of time that the uh, animated series produced by Deke Entertainment aired. And it was part of the Amazing Adventures lineup. Uh, and it gave rise in 1996 to another line called Dino Vengers, which I'm not familiar with. And apparently uh, it's a fairly small line. So we may do a mini sode about them later yeah, on. They, right? The Dino Vengers, actually, I think they the toy line that uh, was paired with it was Extreme Dinosaurs. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> which I am on the path to find some of those, too. I, I know where some are, and I really want to get them. Okay. <laughs> Well, the premise of the the toy line, which was also the premise of the cartoon, which ran for 40 episodes uh, in first run syndication, it's a university professor named Dr. Robert Bolton and his partner, Dr. Luther Paradigm, that's how you know it's a cartoon, (laughs) uh, create a machine known as the Gene Slammer, which is capable of changing aquatic animals into anthropomorphic hybrids by combining their DNA uh, with humans, I assume. Mm -hmm. In his attempt to prevent Paradigm from using this machine for personal power, Bolton is transformed into an unseen monstrosity, but escapes. Now, there was never was there ever a toy made of of Bolton's character? No, no, not yeah, that, not that so. I'm aware of. No, didn't think so. Um, so, uh, Doctor Paradigm gives Bolton's four sons, John, Bobby, Coop, and Clint the likeness of four different sharks. Mm-hmm. And so he then, of course, is named Dr. Piranoid by the other characters mm-hmm. after they combine his DNA with a piranha. Uh, so <laughs> in subsequent episodes, Paradigm creates a variety of monster to, monsters to destroy the street sharks while attempting to persuade the inhabitants of the native metropolis of Fission City to imprison them. A few of the monsters sided with the sharks themselves. These were Rox, Moby Lick, Manta Man, and El Sordo. And the final few episodes of the show introduced the Dino Avengers. So, uh, just we'll give you a rundown of the the main character. We have Ripster, which was 
the oldest of the four brothers. His name was John, uh, who was uh, smart, a smart guy. He was known mostly for his knowledge and skills. He was also an avid pool player. And he also rode a motorbike. And he was turned into a great white shark, who was also a, a, a pool shark. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was Jab, who was Clint Bolton, and he's the laziest of the street sharks, but he enjoys boxing. As a, you know, as His name is Jab. A lot of puns in this, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he is a hammerhead shark and uses his head as a battering ram. Streaks, that's S-T-R-E-E-X, was Robert Bobby Bolton Jr. He's a level-headed, cool, and self-proclaimed ladies' man. He always wore rollerblades and likes parachuting, snowboarding, all sorts of extreme sports. He was transformed into a tiger shark. Then there was Big Slamu, instead of Shamu, Big Slamu, which was Coop Bolton. He was the strongest and youngest of the four. He's a football player in high school, and he rode a skateboard. Uh, he becomes a whale shark, and his most prominent maneuver is the seismic slam, which may shake or crack the ground with his fists. Right. And then, of course, you know, we have uh, the allies uh, that we'll we'll talk about as we go along. So you <laughs> never had any of these as a kid. I never did. Neither did. Well, I mean, I was 17 by the time they came out, so. Right. And at 94, I was trying to think of, of how old I was. I think I was... Uh, well, let's that hand 14 back or so. Were you born? Yeah, you were born in 78? Late, 79? late into 79, so. 79, yeah. so yeah, for most of 94, you would have been... 14. What, 14? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I was thinking of, probably what I was into at the time, was the re-release of some of the uh, toys of Star Wars. Because didn't they start re-releasing, or they... 95. Was it 95? Yeah, it was 95. Okay, then... Wow, I don't know how I missed this one, man. I don't know how. My guess is that I probably couldn't find them that often. Well, in love, yeah, the, the, I don't think. Uh, again, they were kind. Of, they were larger because these guys stand about how how tall? Like five, six inches. They are. Let's see. I have one here. I actually do have one now. Some of them were taller. the The one I have is a bad guy, and he's a little hunchbacked. And he stands probably about six inches, but the so they were between six and eight inches, I would imagine. Yeah, but the bulk of him, he's probably about four to five inches wide, and then right. he's got a feature on his front, which I think was not boxed, which makes him about six to seven inches deep as well. So he's a so, he's so we're a talking big dude. fairly sizable figures. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. So I would imagine that they probably didn't get distributed that widely because of their size. They were probably hard to stock because uh-huh. you couldn't stock up, you know, a much at a time. And you know, at this time, at this point, you know, cartoons and tie-in toys were sort of on the wane. So I would assume they probably didn't have great distribution. Right. Right. So wh- which one of these do you have now? I have Slash. So I have one of the bad guys. Okay, and he and we're gonna be we're gonna be using figure realm for a lot of these mm-hmm. for most of this because they've got a, I think just about I think they've got every toy, yeah, included. As far as I know, they have the the probably the most prominent listing of everything that I know that is out there. So from from looking at the back of packages and then looking at their site, I think they've got the list pretty pretty well set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll 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 go through the list here in a minute. Um, so, so have you ever seen any episodes of the TV show? I, I have. So, upon uh, my research, I started pulling up the, um, 
the cartoons, and Elijah and I actually watched a couple. Uh, we watched the opening cartoon, and then we watched one that was the uh, the war. So it was actually in the future when the uh, shark bots were coming in, and Dr. Uh, Bronoid was basically taking advice from his future self to figure out how to destroy the street sharks quicker. And so the whole time it's him as Dr. Pranoid and then him as Dr. Pranoid future self that has more armor on him. And he is basically calling his older self a Neanderthal. So let's get, let's, let's recap. <laughs> okay. He created these guys, then spent the rest of his life trying to destroy them. Yes. Oh, what a, what a jackhole. <laughs> well, in, in that episode, he actually succeeds in taking one of them capturing him and then uh, basically trying to brainwash him to destroy the other street sharks for him. Okay. I mean, it's it's like any quintessential like Saturday morning cartoon villain. You know, their intentions, I guess, are good, but they never can seem to really just get it to stick and work. And most right. of the time it's because they ask their minions to do it. Right. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the, best things you sent me in the research you did for this is an article on geek.com and the uh, the title of the article is how i used lies about a cartoon to prove history is meaningless on the internet yes and it's written by jordan minor and we'll link to it on the facebook page and i'll try to link to it in show, the show notes if i remember uh he tells a story about how he wrote back in the early ish days of the internet back in what around 2000 three mm-hmm. he was in middle school which forget you i was already in college and almost finished actually i was finished with college at that time he stumbled across a site called tvtome.com and i believe it's still around it was basically a user edited wiki for tv shows mm-hmm. to be an editor for the big popular shows you had to prove you were qualified but for forgotten garbage as he calls it forgotten garbage shows like street sharks a screening process was non-existent so he became the street sharks editor and just started making up stuff about it. He made up characters, voice actors, episodes, plot descriptions, everything. Yep. And I love this. So <laughs> <laughs> he at one point even even said that uh, Henry Winkler did a voice on the show. And there was a voice actor on the show who tweeted out, hey, look at this. I never knew Henry Winkler did a voice on the show. And, you know, he sort of derides that at the, the actor mm-hmm. for doing that. Like, you know, how could you not know? But I'd like to remind everybody, half the time, voice actors are never even in the same room when they're recording stuff. Right. A lot of times, if there's a table read, it's the only time they're in the same room with all the actors. And, you know, for day players, a lot of times they're not even in there for the table read. So it's very possible that you could have worked quote-unquote, with an actor and never seen them and never known that they were there. Right. So I'm going to cut the guy a little bit of slack there, but he made up a character called Roxy, which he was very smart because there is the character of Rox, R-O-X, and Roxy is R-O-X-I-E. And everybody has, there have been a lot of people talking about how Roxy is their favorite character and everything, and she doesn't even exist. So I would encourage everybody to go read the article. It's a a really fun read. And... uh, I'm glad you found that and sent it to me because I, I read the whole thing and I was just cracking up the entire time. It's it's interesting. It reminds me of, um, and I know Star Wars in character, they talked about it at one point when I, I think they were talking about Squidhead, but they talked about the, uh, the Great Northwest Tree Octopus. And there was the whole... Oh, and, Dave, and Dave fell for it. Yes, and it was the whole idea that there was a guy who created the Great 
the Great Northwest Tree Octopus website because he wanted to do an experiment to see where students were getting their their um, their research, and he kept saying, "Do not get your research from the internet. I want you to do your own research." And so he assigned this this you know, I mean octopus they can't live outside of of water so it's like the whole idea that they're living in a tree is ridiculous but a good 80 percent or more of his students all cited this website that he had made to basically argue for the great northwest tree octopus (laughs) and he knew at that point that there were some problems that you know as great as the internet is and as awesome as, you know, all this stuff is on there, the problem that we have is that anyone can create anything on it. And when that happens, the, the work itself has a hard time being cited. And so when people are on there and they're looking for, you know, whatever it is that they're wanting to, to, to research, they have to really search to see if what they're finding is true or not. And that's something that, you know, we've even run into problems with is making sure that what we are looking for is true, that some information is not true, some is. You know, when I went back to talk about um, in uh, Mattel, their their one character that no one knows the background of, there's so many different stories about the Savage He-Man that it's hard to tell what is true, what isn't true. And that even if someone who writes a story about it and says, no, I remember because this is what I had when I was a kid. I mean, there's not a lot that people do remember in detail where they got things as a kid. So it's it's kind of one of those things. It's, it's shifty getting that information unless you are truly a works-cited website. It's hard to tell. So this is was, was a great look into that problem that we have yeah, in this world. Great object mm-hmm. lesson of that, yeah. Fake news, people, fake news. <laughs> we don't have any of that these days in these this world, no, do we? No, never. not at all. The other <laughs> the other thing that everybody will before everybody starts inundating the Facebook page, we are going to share this as well. Uh, there's a video that I that surfaced oh, within the last year mm-hmm. of Vin Diesel promoting these at a <laughs> at a toy fair and the, uh, the the story behind that is great. He was hired just as an actor in New York. He was a New York actor at the time. And he was hired to do this promotion. He did 20, I think, what did they say? Upwards, I think yeah, he did 20 was... presentations a day and got paid 250 bucks a day, which is good money. Mm-hmm. Even today, even in New York. Yep. Uh, for an actor. so I, But uh, you, you've got to go check out the video because he is selling it. And they were extremely impressed with what he did. Yeah, he, uh, They actually really liked what he did, thought he really sold he, it. And apparently the back of his vest had, had fin shark on fins it. on it. I'd love to have seen it. that. The actor toiled for two weeks, making upwards of 20 presentations a shift and was paid $250 a day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, that article is actually a really good article too because it's, it, it has the video in it, and it talks about the street sharks, and it actually gets that's on, that's the, on slash film, yeah. Yeah, and it it has a little bit of the background about you know what they like when they were being sold the idea at Mattel, like kind of what sold them on it, and it's it's a good it's a good read. It's definitely worth putting up there and and checking it out. Right. Yep. 
When when you remember that Vin Diesel is at heart is a nerd anyway. Oh yeah. He, he plays D and D and everything. It makes it that much more fun because I feel like he's actually really enjoying this. It, I, but he he does again. He does sell the living daylights out of this. Oh thing. my god! The the round mound of pound. Yeah. For Slamu, like the the way that he rolls these names off the tongue and just has so much fun. I. It was one of those that when I finally saw, I was doing the research and I saw the video, and I'm I'm a Vin Diesel fan as it is, and I'm I'm a Vin Diesel fan because of Riddick. So I, I love that series. I've really enjoyed him as, as that character, and even a lot of the voiceover work he's done. But when I saw that, I just sat there and I chuckled, and I smiled, and I was supposed to actually be going to bed, and that made me so happy because I was having such a bad day that I sat there and I probably watched that video 20 times and just sat there and laughed. I left it up for my <laughs> wife to see. It just, it cracks me up every single time when he gets the hand shark out and he's going, boom, 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 boom. I just, I just start tearing up and laughing. It just yeah. it cracks me up. I love it because I'm imagining someone like, like a big nerdy dude like me that, you know, that's all like buffed out playing with toys and really loving the stuff. And like in the background wondering, I wonder if I can get samples of these to take home, you know? It's like... Yeah. Well, this is before, this is before he became Vin Diesel. Yes. So he's not, you know, he's, he's very energetic and uh, just having a good time with it. He's wearing a shark tooth necklace, by the way, yeah. he's got hair. So he's not taking himself as seriously. Yeah. He's taking the toys seriously, but you can tell he's not taking himself that seriously. Yeah. And that's what makes it work. And so, yeah. So good, good job. <laughs> Vin on that one really enjoyed it. So let's, let's talk about the toys themselves. Yep. We had surprisingly like what five waves of this, of these toys. Yeah. So let's see over the course one, of like two, three, years. three, four. Uh, yeah. Five waves. Five no, waves. Six, no, six, six waves. Yep, six yep. waves and then a six score waves. of vehicles. Yeah, not a score. Well, I mean, there's there's several vehicles and then there's like character-mounted vehicles. A score is 20, by the way. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah, a score, four score, and seven years ago means 87 years ago. I didn't know that. Yep. I learned something new every day. Thank you, Jeff. See, this is why I'm here talking toys. Yes, and a stone <laughs> is two pounds. Really? Every yeah. stone? So yeah. Well no, the, oh. the, 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 the 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 British measurement stone. Oh. So sixteen stone would be thirty two pounds. Oh, okay. I've never heard of stone. Oh well. I watched uh, The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg today. It's only oh. seven years after it came out. And he has a has a British uh fight and they, they weigh them in stone. So he's what is it, uh twenty right. Or is a stone 20 pounds? I'm not sure. I think a stone is 20 pounds as well, because they're he's I don't know. I'll, hang on. I'm <laughs> I'm giving misinformation. I'm giving uh I'm giving fake news right now. Oh no. Okay, I'm way off. One stone is 14 pounds. Oh, okay. So okay. That makes sense. Because they weighed him in at 10 stone and 6 pounds, and that would be 146. And that's what he weighed at the beginning of the movie. And I'm thinking a stone is 
20 pounds, so I thought he weighed 206 pounds. Uh. So, okay. So, score is 20 years, stone is 14 pounds. So there we go. Or a score is 20, but rather. Okay. Oh, good grief. Let's just talk about Street Fighter. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got a lot of toys in here. So uh, let's just go. I'll just go through each wave and list them. Okay. And then we can we can kind of talk each wave as we go. Does that sound okay? I think that's a good idea. Uh, so in Series 1, we had the, the four main Street Sharks. We had Big Slamu, mm -hmm. Blades, Jab, and Ripster in their original, I guess, costumes or whatever. Then we had Dr. Piranoid in yellow armor. We had Slash, Slobster, and perhaps the best-named action figure ever, Kilimari. Yes. Not Calamari, but Kilimari. K-I-L-L-A-M-A-R-I. <laughs> I, I love that name. It made me laugh so hard <laughs> the first time I saw it. So... We really don't have a lot of difference between the first wave and the last wave, so they pretty much knew what they were doing from the beginning. And I like that there's there's another story where the guy, the record executive, was uh, was doing his presentation, and midway through it, he got interrupted, and one of the guys from Mattel said, "We want it. We'll take it." Right. And so they basically said, you know, it's it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with sharks. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they were looking for. Well, it was uh, just a, a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And because sharks had become so popular at that point that, right. yeah. They realized that, yeah, if you go to a library, all the books, had, were on a, shark books were on a waiting list. Right. So, that's in an article on Mental Floss, which, which has, a, it's another link to the, uh, the Vin Diesel video. Yeah, you can find that, that video in so many different areas. So yeah, just, just look up Vin Diesel Street Sharks. It's it's great. <laughs> um, so so let's talk a little bit about these. Let's talk yeah. about the four main main figures. We've got Big Slamu, Blades, Jab, and Ripster. Yes. And we get several different versions of each of these guys later on, but not a whole lot of variation. A lot of times they're just um, it, different, uh, like, slightly different poses and different paint jobs. Yeah, most I think most of these for their re-releases are um, are paint jobs mainly, and then when we get kind of new looks about them, as far as their big changes for different series, they kind of add just a few things to them, and not much. Now, the one of the 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 street sharks, the main street sharks, we didn't get in this wave was was streaks. Now, okay, so here's the thing. And this has become my understanding about it, is that Streaks, I believe, is Blades. And I don't know why the name has changed. Because if you look at Blades, Blades is actually a tiger shark that has yeah, you're roller right. blades, and he's one of the main four brothers. But for some reason, they have changed the name, so he is not the, the exact same. Well, that's right. I didn't even realize that we, you know, Blades... Right. He okay in episodes one and three he was originally called Blades because of his skills as a rollerblader. Right. But after that he became Streaks. Yes, and they acknowledged that actually down the way in the um, in series three, he gets basically renamed as Streaks. Okay, so Blades and Streaks are the same guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about these sculpts. Do we have? Do we have some reuse of parts, uh, not among any of these figures, but we had, do we have, I think we have some reuse of parts for the figures 
like I think we get a reuse of Jab's parts for further Jab figures, I believe, right? Same with Ripley. Right. So Blades, in his repaints, we get a reuse of parts um, as far as like some of his legs and arm work. Big Slam are the same. Like, if they're reusing the parts, it's because they have done a complete repaint. So when you get into your uh, Metallic series or your Series 2, they're repaints of the original figures. So all the parts that they have are completely reused. Yeah. So yeah, Big Slamu and Blades are both are mm-hmm. the exact same sculpt. They're just right. repainted. Same with all the other characters. Okay, so you can basically kind of pick which color scheme you like best. Right. Now, the only thing is when you start getting into your uh, next run of series, so when you start getting into like Series 3 and you get your your reused characters, the sculpts are different. And then when you go back into series four, some of the sculpts are, um, uh, the sculpts are actually different then too. So even though yeah. we're getting the same characters, it's not the exact same, even like moto streaks and jetpack jab, they are not the same. Well, and, and, uh, yeah. And, and pool shark ripster. Even has a different, uh, I think, has a different uh, yes. face, doesn't he? It's like a little more. So I guess, I guess, series four is when they started to get a lot more detailed with it. So I guess we did have a little bit of an evolution, mm-hmm. but it's not as dramatic as you might see from they, as we saw with, for instance, the Star Wars line from seventy-eight to eighty-five. Right, right. But it would make sense because the, you know the the uh, technology had caught up by that point. So right. So let's talk a little bit about the tech of these this first wave. Um, Now these guys are all, it's all hard plastic, right? So the actually no. And that was something I was kind of surprised about. I am on a roll tonight. (laughs) The, the body work of like a character like slash who has a a drill face and you move his fin to make the drill move. His body itself is hard plastic. That's hollowed in order to have the actual um, item move. But his arms and his legs, now his legs are actually waist articulated, so his legs are sculpted into one pose. So his hips, his legs, his feet, all one pose. It's a softer plastic that actually has a little bit of give to it. And his arms themselves have a little bit of give to it. And so all the street sharks have a little bit softer arms. Like blades would have... I'm pulling the the picture of Blades up here. Blades would have a little bit softer arms, except for his uh, claw fingers and gloves would actually be a harder plastic. Makes sense. His legs themselves, I believe, were um, the softer plastic, but his roller blades were the harder plastic to have the blades fit on them. The fin. And you said you said they were articulated at the waist so they could swivel. Yes, they could could swivel at the waist, waist. and then they would swivel at the arms, and like some of these characters would swivel at the wrist. And I think that depends on, you know, what their action feature was. So Blades had the the claws that would slash out, and he had the roller blades. But the Street Sharks all had the soft body, and their fin was hard. And then the body was kind of soft because they had an armature in there. When you push the fin down, you would make their jaw move up and down. Oh, they all did that? Yes. So See, Jab, the Jab's first figure doesn't look like it would move, though. From the picture I can see, see here. Jab. That's why I, was, I wasn't I was sure. Yeah, Jab does do it. Now, he doesn't have a lot 
to him as far as his his jumping, but he does. And his uh, his forehead actually, it doesn't shoot out like in the Toy Fair. It actually pops out and like butts things. So they changed that up a little bit as well. But yes, he has the same articulation in his jaw. You can see it because you can see the separation in the teeth. Right. And then the uh, fin on the back is what would move that. Um, I believe okay. it moves the top up. So it would move the top okay, up. Okay, so it's the opposite of, of, a, of a real jaw. The top jaw is what moves, not the bottom. Right. Got it. That makes and, sense. And here's going, going to those. This is what I absolutely love about these things. And I knew that um, because I've played with both a Blades and a Big Slamu. And I actually was trying to get a Blades before we recorded this because I love the idea of a rollerblading mutant shark. Right. And um, the, my, the, my local toy store, I think, had gotten rid of them. And so I had been trying all week to get over there to see if they had it to buy one because I wanted to have one sitting up here with Slash whenever I did my review. Because these things, I mean, they're, they're wonky, but they're, they're crazy. The fact that you have a toy that you pull the fin on it and the jaw moves so you can chew up your action figures right? with these things, it just it cracks me up. I love it. So, yes, yeah, so Ripster, Blades, Big Slamu, and Jab would all have that jaw movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and what then about, some uh, sort of like play feature to it. Right. right. And so what about the Dr. Piranoid figure? He looks like he's got... He reminds me a lot of the um, the cyborgs from the uh, Centurions line. Yes. Okay. So Doctor Pronoid, what he has is he's got a face flipping uh, mechanism. So on him, he would have it to where it would have his normal face, and then you would I think you you flip a, a switch on the back. It's like a little. Uh, turn dial and it turns his face around and he's got a piranha mutant face on the other side under his glass bubble. So his face turns and he's got the piranha face underneath. And then okay, nice. he's got a spear that launches out of the um, of his robotic arm. And I believe that spear launches out and I believe it's attached to a string that you can reel back. I'm, the picture here doesn't have a, a lot to yeah, it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot on that, but that, it's that's he. This is easily the least interesting figure from the first wave. Yeah, so I'm not that crazy about him. We'll, we'll we'll end with the one you've got in front of you, but I want to talk about Kilimari for a second because I'll be honest, this figure does not do a lot for me, but the name more than makes up for it. This looks like it's more. It looks like he'd be a fairly stationary figure. Am I right? What is? He's he's a squid, so he's got a, he's got what eight tentacles? Yeah, so his, and two arms. his tentacles are actually set up as almost like a leg. So they come down and then they pose out. It almost looks like um, the the Masters Universe feet, like they have for the bad guys, for the, yeah. the feet of it. But it's it's not. So he's got one, two, three, four arms, and it looks like his arms are fairly posed up. So that's just. Holes in the hand so he can hold uh, some items. And I, he probably comes with a, a score of weapons, maybe like some nunchucks and stuff. You keep saying a score, so he comes I'm with sorry. <laughs> I need to stop saying score. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he comes with a, an assortment. An assortment of weapons. Of weapons. That's better. <laughs> yeah. And so. God, I'm such a nerd. I, sorry. You nerd. And so he turns at the waist with all these legs, and then he's got these 
arms that are kind of posed in one another and they turn and it looks like his head and this is something I couldn't find a lot of info on but from judging on how he looks it looks like the back of his head is squishy the front of it has a hole in it and I believe he sucks water up that would make sense. And then you can squeeze the water out to spray down that's, an action That's what here. I was thinking, yeah. Or put it in, put ink in there. Or put ink in there. Like a real squid. Yeah. And or make your, really, really make your parents happy. Yes, and dye your action figure and probably destroy the plastic. That too. I would have well, not done that. <laughs> sure you would have. You would just put dirt in it. I have to admit, though, I kind of... You know, what I like about these figures, because you, you said that it doesn't do a lot for you, They've got this nice pairing of like some hard plastic and some soft plastics in there to make these these bulky figures. You know, they're heavy, but they're not so super heavy you can't play with them. Right, but, and they're they're large enough that there's a lot of really intricate detail on them. Yeah, but and I love the fact that their paint jobs are simple, but they've got a lot of airbrush colors. They've got a lot of really organic color to them. So yeah, Kilimari might be kind of kind of a purplish black plastic, but then he's got this nice kind of vibrant, almost metallic emerald green airbrushed on top of him that just makes him stand out. Well, I think Slobster is a better example of what you're talking about with the paint app. Yes. Because he's got that, he's got that nice, looks like a hunter green on the bottom with what looks like a rust, a brownish red. Yes. Like a, like a, like a, like a mud on him. Yeah. Sprayed on top of that. Yep. And, and again, the sculpt, he's the one that looks the most mutant-like because his face looks like it's melting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's... And the detail, the detail on his scales on the back are just phenomenal. Yeah, they're really good. And they the how they posed him is they used the... Basically, his legs actually are articulated, so you can move his legs up and down, his arms up and down. His tail is actually set up to be a extra stand, so that works as a... And don't laugh too much, a third leg... To keep him from tipping over. I knew it. <laughs> I wouldn't have laughed if you hadn't said don't laugh. <laughs> oh, what what I like about um, what I like about Slobster uh, is that he's got this uh, like metallic piece on his back, like a harness that that he has, and on it he's got this Doctor Paranoid logo on him. And I love I love the look of this this figure. I was actually trying to get one of these the other day. Um, I found one on eBay that was complete with the antenna, and I was trying to get it, but I knew I wouldn't have it in time. But this is definitely like what you were talking about with the idea of him being a mutant and and just having that level of detail being really cool. Yes, I think yeah, he's super great. cool, and this is definitely one I want to add to what I have. He, he, I don't necessarily want all the street sharks, but this these guys right now, they would inhabit my monster shelf because this, these are perfect. What you think of as like that mutated like kaiju, they're right. great. Let's talk about the one that you do have. Let's talk about Slash. This is the one that sort of confused me when I looked at it. I can't figure <laughs> out what what he's supposed to be. So he would be a, I guess he would be like a um, maybe a swordfish or like a maybe a sturgeon or, you know, some, some fish that has a long boned nose. Um, he's kind of ridiculous. This is the one that caught my attention and I, I absolutely, I love him. I, I would not get coloring. His coloring reminds me of merman. 
the the problem is the 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 thing on the on the that's coming out of him, the little screw looking thing that comes out of him, mm-hmm. doesn't look organic. It looks like it's just been like glued onto his nose. Okay, so you you have to look at the figure itself, and that picture is not a very good picture of it. And you have to take my advice on this one. When you look at the drill and you turn it, and you get to see all the detail, there are cracks. And there are like little uh, movements and pieces in it because it's actually like bone, okay. and it's colored like it would be almost like fish bone, not like the the white, but like exposed fish bone that's kind of gold and brown. So it has a, a little bit of a metallic feel to it, but then it's the rest of it is is kind of this brown and muddy color. And the only part that doesn't necessarily look that organic is the fin portion of the drill that sits behind it, which are three blades. Yeah, that's and that's that's what makes it look like it's just like stuck onto his face. And that that's kind of the, the weird portion of it. But at the same time, if he didn't have it, it's almost like he wouldn't feel complete. Here, you can listen to mine. And that, that blade actually, I think, kind of helps the drill turn a little bit easier. Um, the blade itself, I'm not confused about, but I'm not necessarily like, you know, gung ho. I don't think it would have been something I would have put in the design, but the drill itself is actually stellar and it makes okay. this figure huge. Um, other things when I was talking about the the fact that the hands and everything, like the arms are kind of squishy, his hands are posed where you could put other action figures in them. And because of that softer plastic, he can actually hold on to them. Okay. And kind of hold them in place because you can pry those hands open a little bit and he can close them down. The the paint on this with that kind of warm peach paint and even like the that vibrant hot paint versus the, you know, the kind of navy blue and then the aqua and then it's almost like a um a glossy aqua with a little bit of aqua like uh metallic on it and then the fin work you've got that that metallic purple on top to see the picture of it here almost doesn't do it justice to have it in your hand and do it it's looking at a completely different animal well you'll have to post a picture of yours on the Facebook I page i will and that's actually where i was going to go with that i just need to and get, a, get and if you can get a video of the uh of the action feature the mechanism yeah, yeah action feature working so cool all right and well it seems like does he does he have any trouble standing up? No. Because it looks like it sticks out so far that it might be counter a counterweight issue. No, and even when I put his arms completely all the way out, his feet are so large it keeps him upright. Okay. Well, let's let's move on then. We got a lot to get through. Uh, oh. We won't really talk a lot about the uh, the new versions of the Street Sharks, the main four as we go along. But series two is just the metallic. It's a it's a four figure wave. It's metallic versions of the street, the four main street sharks, Big Slamu, Jab, Blade, Slash Streaks, mm-hmm. and Ripster. And these are just uh, different paint jobs. I actually really like the paint job on Ripster better than the original. Right. I like that 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 shiny blue that they put on him. Looks really cool. Yeah, and there's... Do you have any thoughts on these? Um, You know, I think this is a chance for people who might have missed it to get... Uh, to get another run of Street Sharks that they might not have had. I I think I prefer the original Ripster versus this one, but I happen to like the look of Blades 
in the metallic version. I like them with the the neon yellow pants, but I also like them with the the kind of black and the silver cloth. I like the look of them there. Yeah, um, I do too. You know, the others I was kind of like back and forth on. I kind of like Big Slamu and his look in the metallic wave. I'm kind of on the fence about Jab because I do like the 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 aqua camouflage that he has in the first series yeah. so i'm not sure and i and, I, and with slimu i like the uh, the wristbands and everything he's got it looks like he's going to the gym yeah in the first the yellow wristbands as opposed to the red right. so series three is is another four issue or four four issue four figure way we've got ravenous ripster and streaks the first time we we get streaks instead of blades um and i there's not a whole lot of difference to these guys i guess i think we may have a slightly different sculpt on yeah, there's there's a Ripster, or do we even have a Yeah, there's a sculpt difference, so his posing for his legs, his arms are a little bit different. Um his weapons are, are different, so he's gonna come with different things. And on these, I think yeah, the fin work as far as their jaw is still the same. So everything is there, it's just you've got a different posing and a completely new like weapons run. So he's not gonna have the weapons he has before he's going to have, I think they said it was like a, where is it? It was a uh, gun that gun comes apart in parts, two yeah. pieces and can be broken in half. So the gimmick is going to be a little bit different. The figure is pretty much the same, except you have a new posing in it. And streaks. What is that at the bottom between his feet? Is that supposed to be smoke? Yes. So that is okay. smoke. Now, Probably my least favorite sculpt. I there's something about the idea like if that doesn't come off of your figure, I, I really just don't like that. Um, Either yeah, because they've got the fin line skates, which is okay, and removable street uh, mask with battle signposts, which is cool. But there's something about sculpting smoke on the feet, unless it's a Happy Meal toy. And it's something this big, it almost feels like a big no-no. It's like, that's just something you don't do. And I would have been angry as a kid getting this out of the box, like seeing it in the window, getting it out of the box, and then finding out that it has clouds sculpted onto its shoes. I think I would have been pretty mad. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a, too many good things to say about this. Though the mask is actually pretty cool. But that is it. Talk about the main event of this line now. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the other two new figures we got. First, let's talk about Rox. Now, Rox is awesome. <laughs> Rox comes with a big freaking electric guitar, and Rox has hair. Mm -hmm. It's styled in a mohawk, but it's a very, very long mohawk. Yep. And I, I love this. This figure is so cool. It's like a kind of a turquoise color mm -hmm. yeah it's like a, a turquoise or like an aqua the did you notice that his guitar is actually shaped into a shark i did that's awesome <laughs> yet another reason that's metal it's so metal and the other thing i like about it and something that kind of identifies it with with the 90s is if you look he's got a t-shirt wrapped around his waist Oh, does he? Yeah, so he's it's not like a t-shirt, but he's got like a long sleeve. Like a flannel shirt, shirt wrapped around his waist. Yeah. Wrapped around and, his waist. And, spike, and a spike bracelet. Spike bracelets. 
Yep. <laughs> what a what a cool figure. And I combat love that boots one. that are open. <laughs> yes. And then last but definitely not least, the unfortunately named Moby Lick. <laughs> and I won't say what that really reminds me of, but I will say I freaking love this guy. It's a it's a killer whale, but it looks like from the front he looks like the xenomorph from Aliens. Yeah. From the Alien movies. Yes. And he's got a big long tongue coming out like Gene Simmons. Yes. And I guess there's a thing on the back. Does it, what does what the, the, so the device on the back do? It's a turn knob. So I believe when you... Um, His tongue goes up and down? When, when you turn the knob, he's got tongue twisting and water blasting action. So his tongue twists and flops around. And then he's out of the blowhole on the top of his head. He's got water blasters. Okay. So a cap that he comes with a cap that doubles as a blowhole cover. Yes. Wow. <laughs> this guy is funny. I I he's love. He's awesome, and he's got he's wearing orange pants. Mm -hmm. But he's black and white, so he's a killer whale. He's a killer whale, and I love killer whales, and I just love the way he looks. I, it's so he's, freaking. He's even got these kind of like grayish blue cowboy boots on with orange pants. I mean, if that doesn't say nineties, <laughs> you just didn't you just didn't get away with that sort of attire any other time in in, in all the decades. So exactly. So the pop these culture. two for me, these two really hit it out yes, of the park. They really did. These these would be like this would be my idea of this would have been development in wave one, but they couldn't get to it. So this would have been like what would wave 1.5 or 1.2 would have been. Yeah, exactly. Would have been really kind of needing the ravenous ripster probably didn't need the streaks probably didn't, didn't need the metallic series didn't necessarily need, but Moby lick and rocks. If you're going to get series one and then these two, you're, yeah. You're kind of going the right direction. Pretty much all you need. Yeah. Now, series four is quite a bit larger. We've got two, four, six, eight, ten figures in series four. Mm -hmm. And we got, again, new versions. We've got Jetpack Jab, mm -hmm. Moto Streaks, Pool Shark Ripster, who comes with a pool cue that I guess can be used as a weapon, and Slugger Slamu, which I really like because he's got boxing gloves on. Mm -hmm. We have Super Slamu and Turbo Jab. And Turbo Jab, I don't is Turbo Jab, does he have wheels on him? Uh let's see. Yeah. He's got wheels built on him, so you can Why? <laughs> so he's geared up for high speed action. Uh well, he can transform into a dragster. Well okay, so they're transformers. Oh right, it's well it's not even the eighties. Not everything transforms. <laughs> but I guess if he's you know, if he's a battering ram, it makes sense that he would <laughs> Right. Be 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 into that. So, and Super Slamu, what is the deal with that? Is he just he's just dressed as a superhero, right? Uh, yes. Yep. I I I think that's it. He's just dressed as a superhero, and he actually because he comes with his uh, feature is a uh, super shield, so he fires a super shield like Captain okay. America. Now, I will say the sculpt on this because it is a new sculpt. It's actually pretty nice i i dig them yeah it's it's cool it, um and it's exactly what you would expect from a superhero right shark mutant. right 
But, uh, you know, again, Moto Streaks looks to be pretty much the same, except maybe he's motorized. Uh, Jetpack Jab comes with a, a jetpack, I would assume. Yeah. And again, Pool Shark Ripster. Pool Shark Ripster is pretty cool because he's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. And it's a new sculpt. Yes. And he actually, um, because he's got a lot of extra, he's got a, a billiard cue that's in three parts, a round bomb, a round bomb with spikes and sunglasses. So I think out of all the um, Ripster figures, I think he has the most accessories with them. Probably so. Yeah. And that's so, okay. So of the new figures we get from this, and we'll start with Radical Benz, a new character. There's this a Radical Benz, which is a dumb name for a character. And he's just a dude, right? Yes, so he's the guy who helps them. He's kind of their gadget man. He's their man. gadget man, yep. <laughs> There's nothing really special about him, right? No, he's just a gadget guy. Um, the figure itself is actually, because it's a smaller figure, uh, it's weird because he kind of falls with the same articulation as the first-run Street Sharks, where you have, for him, it's the head, arms and the waist and that's it so his legs are posed into place and they don't move he's almost like a staction then which you talked about from the uh <laughs> the he-man the 2000x he-man yeah line. well i mean except you know they you know nothing moved on them and you could put right. their accessories in but but at this scale they're able to give him some pretty good detail on his skull yeah. you know and i like they've given him cargo shorts and a, and a vest and everything and a walkman and a Walkman. <laughs> so again, you know, for, for what he is, they did a good job with it. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Powerbite Paranoid, which is Dr. Paranoid, I assume, in another in another suit. It looks yes. kind of like Black Manta to me. Yeah, he definitely has a Black Manta vibe. And um, his, because he's got the uh, the top of his suit opens up to show the, like the jaw biting action to it. So he's got a biting mask and a blasting gun. Oh, His cool. suit in this reminds me a little bit more of what the future Dr. Pranoid kind of looked like versus the the old Dr. Pranoid. So when you got into that part of the series where you were dealing with him talking to his future self and building up the uh, the uh, shark droids and trying to take over the, the street sharks, I guess even though the cartoon didn't really portray it that well, this would have been what his new costume would look like. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the other new characters we get is Manta Man, which is, I like that they're going, you know, away from sharks still. He's a, he's a Manta Ray, but he all, he reminds me a lot of the Man Bat figure that we got. Yes. A little bit. So is, is, is that, what's, what's his action feature? Okay. So he, um, so Manta Man has a giant flying wing. So he his his wings, I guess, is what kind of. I never saw if he like glided or what. He, I just know that he's got these big wings. And I think he actually glides a little bit. So I think you can okay. throw him, and he kind of catches wind. So with that, when he comes with the boomerang and giant flying wings. I, I really do think that he is actually just a flying figure. You can they probably just flap a little bit. Or yeah, something. you can bend his wings forward and and have him hold on to this boomerang. But I think you can toss him and he catches wind. Now right. the boomerang itself looks like a battering. Looks like a battering. Yep. Yeah, like a giant battering. So moving on from him, we have the creepiest looking one in this wave, reptile. This guy. 
this guy looks cool. Yes. He's got those scary looking teeth. He actually reminds me of um, some characters that you would get from some of the Top Cow comics from the 90s. Where you were oh, dealing yeah, I can with, see that. Yeah. with those big creatures that have a lot of teeth and they're kind of oversized with oversized weapons. So when you deal with things from like wet works or even um, I think there were like some really teethed up monstrous things in, uh, in the Max and even in Spawn. Like this, this is what he reminds me of, or some of those creatures, really from Wetworks. There are some monsters in there that that he kind of reminds me of, and I I love the look of this guy. I love the fact that they've got this um, mohawk-looking piece attached to the top of them, and it it looks like that soft plastic. So you're not going to worry about you know anyone being hurt off of this thing. But you're you're adding in this level of, of extra detail on him that he just I don't know he just he looks really really cool and I, I and, he, like... and he's supposed to and he's supposed to be an electric eel yeah the repped eel uh, now what is the deal with the hole on his back okay so he actually fires um, fanged serpent missiles and so I believe when you put the missiles into his mouth because he's got a gap between his teeth. And when you put the missiles into his mouth and push them back, the back of the missile pulls out from Got there. Got it. And okay. then you can push the back of it and it shoots forward. And then I believe his backpack also clips in and fits there too. Okay. So he's got a, a backpack that's got these uh, hoses that I think fit up to his collars on his wrist. And that backpack, I believe, sits right there. And he doesn't have legs, I'm just noticing. Yeah, he doesn't have legs. He's just got like a... a coiled up body so he's just articulated at his shoulders and that's it just his shoulders eh, he probably has waist yeah. articulation so he's probably able to turn on that but that's it that is maybe it. yeah maybe yeah but again the sculpt and the paint job on this are just outstanding they're, they're so stellar yeah almost don't mind right <laughs> so that'll that'll do it for that wave so series five was the night fighters and it's a smaller line you had hydro fire jab slingshot stingshot streaks and Trapjaw Ripster, was there not a um, was there not a Slamu in this one? I guess we got Mm-mm. two Slamus in the last one. <laughs> yeah, because with that you got Slugger Slamu. We got two jabs in that one as well, huh? Yeah. I wonder if there was one in uh, Figure Room just doesn't have it. And we, I, you know, we not a whole lot of information on these. Oddly enough, Mm-mm, no, and even uh, their so, packaging is different. Like it's yeah. What's the deal with these? What, what Night Fighters? What what is that? So, you have any idea? no, nothing, I, there's not really a lot of know about the Night Fighters. I know that this is what started introducing the Dino Avengers. So this was, this was sort of the, the backdoor, uh, right. the backdoor pilot. Yeah. And so you've got, let's see, from the Night Fighters, one, two, three. So just the three on the back of the package. So they never had any, they never had the, the other brothers. So that was it. So Ripster, Streaks, yeah. and Jab. And the Trap Star Trap Draw Ripster. <sighs> that's a that's a mouthful for me. Um well, yeah, Trap Trap Jaw Ripster and what was the other one I had? Stingshot Streaks. Yep. He his uh, well, They all glow in the dark eyes, which I think you said that. Yeah. Well, I didn't, but yes, they did. Okay. And they, they would have some sort of weapon with them that was um kind of a, a power-based weapon that you could play with. Now, 
the the ripster himself this look that he has is actually the look that he has towards the end of the series in the cartoon uh with kind of the the jaw piece hinged over to protect his mouth um and i think that the episode that we saw where we saw him in this is probably that last episode that starts pulling in the dino avengers which later become the extreme dinosaurs so it's one of those where I'm kind of interested to go back and watch the entire run of the cartoon because you you can find them on YouTube. Like it's there's a, okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The entire series is on there. I don't I don't think they've been released no officially. So yeah, so it's okay that they're on YouTube. Yeah, so the entire series is on there. Um, I I went through. I think I found like the forty or so episodes that that I know are released, kind of bundled together on one channel. And I would be interested to watch from beginning to end to see just how this thing evolves over time and to see kind of what, what they go through and what they do. Um, because there's obviously a lot of story and plot that I'm quote-unquote missing, but not really missing, but missing in order to get why he's got this jaw piece over his face and why... Right. He's got all these extra, you know, weapons attached to him versus from when he starts. So there are things that, you know, I, I think kind of come to question that I would like to see by watching the cartoon. But I'll go ahead and warn you, for for those who see the cartoon, and you might have good, fun, childhood memories of it. <laughs> the cartoon, much like Cops, and I like Cops, but Cops is not really a good cartoon. And that's cops fighting crime up. in the future time. It doesn't really hold up. And unless you're feeling really nostalgic, you know, you can probably watch a few at a time, but you're going to have to take breaks because it's Jossum is almost overload at times. Nice. Um, a lot of the, the, the talk, like the, the kind of, I wouldn't well, call they're, they're, rip, they're ripping, they're ripping is, off. Yeah, they're ripping off the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. So you've got a lot of those sorts of puns. But the thing is, is that the the satire in it is almost so strong that, like, with Ninja Turtles, you can kind of watch, and there's some story to it. There's a lot of different characters that you can get involved with. But this doesn't have that. This doesn't have the same amount of characters. This doesn't have the same, you know, the same story arc set up. It it spends more of its time pulling satire from or basically throwing satire at another cartoon that it almost becomes embarrassing at times where you're like, yeah, that was really not needed. You didn't have to say that again for the 15th right. time for this episode. Right. <laughs> so it, at, Point taken. at Annoyum, you know, you had to take it in, in small strides. So it's almost like baby steps to the episode, mm. <laughs> baby steps through episode one. Baby steps to episode two. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, so some some people will go through it and not have a problem. Some of us, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, I probably need to stay away then. <laughs> uh, so back to the toys. Series six is called the Space Force, and this was when we really got into the the Dino Avengers, right? Because they they came they were that was a space based line, right? Yes, so. So in this one, we've got Battle Claw Streaks, Power Arm Ripster, Steel Jaw Jab, and Evil Drax. So again, we don't get a, a Slamu. Mm -mm. And my guess is probably in the cartoon that maybe he 
perished. I would hope he not. Was, he was not around. These, though, but these we got we got really really different sculpts, especially for Jab. You know, he's got uh, steel jaw. I mean, he does have steel jaws. Yes. They've turned him into jaws from James Bond. And with these, I was actually looking um, here and even trying to do searches online to see what I could find for the pictures for the back to find out a little bit more information about them. There's not a lot of info about them. So Mike, that's the end of the line. You know, the first of the line and the end of the line are always the hardest to find typically. Yeah. And my guess on this is that this was not at this point, these were probably not in very good distribution either. Um, the package art itself changed. So the, the, when you start getting into the night fighters and the space force, the, you no longer have the box work. So you have, smaller packaging and they almost seem like they're just not as bulky of figures except for your your main your main three that you're going to find and they found a way to, to put them in their box where they're they're not so cumbersome but even like evil drax doesn't seem like a very heavy duty figure he just no it doesn't doesn't at all nope He's cool looking, and I, you know, I like him. But yeah, he's there's he he's there's not a lot to him, and there's not a lot that that seems that they say what these things are about or why they're in space, and I'm not sure we ever see why they're in space in the cartoon either. Like I don't remember seeing anything about space, and maybe right. I miss those episodes. But whew. I mean, I. I, if I'd have seen Street Sharks in space in cartoons, I'd have probably gone to that episode first. Well, it's not really Street Sharks at that point. It's Space Sharks, isn't it? I would say so. See, space we kinda, Force. See what happens is, you, yeah, you kind of <laughs> get away from the uh, the initial the initial uh, uh, thesis there. So let's talk about the vehicles. Now, we had several vehicles. We had a few vehicles that I don't think really count as vehicles because <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, we have the... the the, the Mecco Shark, the Shark Force Jet, the Rip Rider Motorcycle, the Shark Force Tank, the Shark Opter, the Shark Cruiser 4x4, Slobster Zuki, and Streaks, which is a wire control. I guess not a, not a wireless, but a remote control, but you were connected, so we won't right. count that one. Now, Slobster Zuki and... Rip Rider motorcycle are the ones that I really don't think they count because the figures are molded onto the the vehicle. Right. <laughs> Correct. Now, now the Slobster Zuki looks awesome, but it's basically kind of like the. Um, oh, what is the thing that I love from the Centurions? The um, the Wild Weasel. He basically looks like Slobster becomes a part of the motorcycle the way he's riding in it. Right. And it's the same with the uh, the Rip Rider motorcycle. He's he's he sculpted onto it, but there's like not enough room for his body on there. Right. The um, the Rip Rider motorcycle. What's fun about that is that there's this oversized shark guy on this motorcycle, and there's like one side where it seems like you have a completely wasted side of a motorcycle. I almost feel like you could fit another figure on top of this just to sit on yeah. the seat because there it's, it's wasted room. Why, if you're going to go to the trouble of sculpting a figure, that's the, the same size as the figure, right. why not just make it empty and let him, let him ride on it. I think the idea was that 
as you roll this motorcycle, because he's kind of down with his jaw towards the ground, as you roll the motorcycle, his jaw shoots up and down so he can bite things on the road. So he becomes a a gimmick vehicle. It becomes a, a gimmick toy. Instead of making the motorcycle a motorcycle that bites as it goes, instead it's just him on the motorcycle, and he bites, but you can't take him off. Right. In my opinion, for the Rip Rider and the, the other, that... Slobster Zuki. The Slobster Zuki. I like the idea, but it, they almost seem wasted at this point. Because if I'm going to want to take the time to try to get a vehicle, I, I want to be able to take my figure and put it in a vehicle. Right. And we have the same sort of thing with the, the, the Mecho Shark. Uh, it is, it's, it's basically like a, it's, it's a robot. Yes. Now, I like the Mecho Shark. I wouldn't count it I do, as a I do vehicle. I do like it. I just don't really consider it a vehicle. Yeah, I it's, wouldn't it's consider it a vehicle. sort of like a deluxe figure. Yes. So it, it would be, like, to me, an oversized uh, figure. And this is definitely one on my radar. Like, I, I really want to find a more pictures and one that I can put into my collection because this this thing cracks me up i love it it's really cool I mean, he's... it is you know it is really cool the sculpt is great and everything i just again i wouldn't consider it a vehicle but it's really it is really cool it's you know very uh, intimidating looking yes and this would be one that i i wouldn't mind actually having the box like the the package art is not the best but the picture see, this... I kind of like the I kind of like the package art on these on the boxes because it's goofy. Yeah, I can see that. The, and the goofiness does kind of, you know, lend to what these figures are really about. So that that part of it, yeah, it does make yeah, sense. Yeah, it's a goofy toy line, so I have no problem with the the, the being kind of goofy. Right now, the one thing we have, um, the first one we come to that is a legit vehicle, is the Shark Force Jet, which is basically. <laughs> It's, it looks like just a, like a, a sled of some sort, and they've got in the, the pictures they've got they've got uh, jab on it. Yes. But it it looks like the uh, it looks like the, the the planes from the planes movie that that Pixar did is what it reminds me of because this thing has you know the the teeth painted on it and everything. Mm -hmm. It just but it looks like it's smiling. Yeah, and even the action features on this thing are hilarious. So it's got. Um, assault weapons, so you can actually shoot these assault weapons from a uh, joystick that's on the, or I'm sorry, a jawstick from the back. But it's got dual spring-loaded uh, planktonium missiles that shoot out of that smiling nose out of the face. So that that face nose pops up, and it has missiles that shoot out. And then it's got these fold-down wings in the back, and even these. They're almost they they remind me of coolers that you stick on that you pull out and stick on the side and they become wings. This thing, believe it or not, in my opinion, looking at it, it's crazy and I really like it. No, I I do too. I wish <laughs> instead of having the stickers for the intakes on there, yeah. I, I wish that we had like something sculpted in there, something molded on I there. I think with this one, probably to to cut down on the amount of, of plastic that you had kind of catching on the sides because those fold up and then fold into the body. So True. But, I mean, they could have set it in. They could have. But you know they've got they've got rivets and everything and bolts going all the way around it. So it's it's pretty detailed already, but it it would be nice. And then uh, my favorite thing is in true fashion for Mattel. Kind of like what Hasbro did with J. Joe, they added a nice rubber belt 
to hold your your character on. Right. So kudos to you guys. I'm glad you always think that one through. Right. You know, I kind of wonder how much like this would be at this point because I, when I was searching street sharks, this never popped up in my research uh, on like eBay for me to get pricing. But I kind of seems like the vehicles are kind of hard to find. Yeah, I, I can imagine they are probably very hard to find, and especially. If you're probably going to get them in a box, you're probably paying quite a bit for it. Oh, I would imagine. Oh, so in the in the beginning for the play portion, it's actually an arcade game, and then it turns into a missile launching jet. So it's actually an arcade game with the arcade game artwork all over it that folds out to turn into a shark jet. So I think they do that on all of them, don't they? Uh, I think they all kind of transform. So that one. Because the, uh, the shark tank does the same thing. Yeah, so the shark tank... Let me pull that one up. And we'll... Shark force tank does the same thing. It's it's an, uh, it's an arcade game and then turns into a missile attack tank. That's awesome. I, I kind of like that idea because you're going back to the idea of uh, these are, are younger... They're kids. They're kids. Yeah. They're younger brothers, so this is what the they The Teenage would... Mutant Ninja Sharks. Yes. Yeah, I like... You know, actually, I'm I'm loving these vehicles more. Now that I'm I'm seeing it and I'm I'm getting to talk to you about it, it's like to me that they really shine as far as what they're they do. Yeah, so the um the tanks the okay, so the tanks arcade game has these panels that fold up on it that show guns and that's what exposes the drink deads for it to uh, the tank treads for them tank to treads. pop out on the sides. <laughs> I know. Drink tits. <laughs> exactly. It's it's late it's late and it's been a long week but i mean even even these pieces that pop off the sides the detail work on the inside of the vehicle where these sides pop off to show these guns they've got pistons and wires and even paint application on the inside these are cool yeah it's 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 very well detailed the the thing is though the the figures are all so large that these vehicles all end up being mini rigs basically right because the figure is almost as big as the vehicle. Um, the I don't have a good picture of the shark opter, but uh, but I think it's cool. Uh, we only have a picture of we only have a picture of the box. Yeah, and it's uh, it looks see. a lot like the Ecto three to me. Whichever one the Ecto was was the the gyro. Yeah, I remember or the ultralight which, rather. It's kind of what it reminds me of. I guess the uh, the the figure stands inside where the the mouth is. Mm-hmm. And then um, his head comes up through. Comes up through, like, to the back of the fin. And then the, 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 yeah. he's got, uh, let's see, the turbo-powered jaws, so that the top of it kind of pops up and down to make, like, a biting action. A spring-loaded shark poon, so it's like a hook that shoots out of the top. <laughs> uh, scoop up bad guys with hook. So I mean, it's... yeah, good call. Let's just move right on past that one. Yeah, um, yeah, the hook uh, is good. <laughs> wow, somebody did not think that one through. Um, this is not. Yeah, so this, great. This is not and one then, that I have on my radar. It's no. Uh, the but one that is on my radar is the Shark Cruiser four x four. Yes, I think this thing is cool. You got somebody, you got a, it's basically a hot rod and one of the figures would stand inside of it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's got a little it's got jaws on it. it it's got hydraulics that lift the front end up and down that make make it work like jaws yes and it's got a totally torqued engine for mega shark power and again it looks, it's shaped and looks like a shark it, i freaking love this thing i love the the paint the orange and blue you know orange and blue is one of my favorite combos mm-hmm. <laughs> and it works well with the silver jaws what what i like about this uh this vehicle is that the wheels themselves have little fins on them little fins on them yeah so they've and the box art is actually hilarious because they've got the the crews are going with this kind of yellow underglow on the nose, so it's got this kind of bright yellow against the, the white of the silver. Yeah. And then they've got Slobster stuck inside. Kind of stuck inside the jaws with Ripster looking down and giving a fist. <laughs> this thing yeah. cracks me up. Chomping suspensions put the puts the bite on bad guys. So a roll bar for rough rides. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Oh goodness! So that's and like I said, I don't really want to spend any time on the uh, the remote controlled streaks because it's just streaks yeah. with a with a wire that you control them with. Yeah. So so that's that's the line. Um, really really interesting toy line, larger toy line than I would have imagined, and and especially a larger one than you would have imagined for a line that didn't last any longer than it did. Right. So they really put some money behind this. They were really kind of doubling down on. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yep. But it, you know, coming in in 94 and 95, it's sort of it's... kind of, I mean, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were still popular. Oh, yeah. But uh, and... apparently in the uh, the first wave, I was reading one of the things, the first wave of these figures were actually pretty successful. They outsold the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in some markets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And thinking about, you know, if they were wanting to kind of, bit up against the Ninja Turtles. The problem that they have is that at this point with Ninja Turtles, you have several years of them being on the market. So you have people who are already super fans of Ninja Turtles. You're going to have to really put something out there that's going to sway them over. Now, the cool thing about these is that, I mean, in some ways you could get these and probably play with your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with these guys. I mean, they would fit into that world okay and not have a problem. Well, and I guess it's okay that they're bigger since they're sharks. Yeah, I mean, there's... sharks are bigger than turtles, I guess it makes sense. There's some characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that would fit well to these, like the the Killer Bee and Needlenose, both of which are fairly large vehicle-based creatures. But... If you're not selling to the point where you can capture that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle market for that type of kaiju work, I mean, I I couldn't imagine this being something that's going to catch the eye of anyone else except for those fans. Well, and it's it's hard to recreate that phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You know, Power Rangers is about the only thing that has had around this time that had the staying power of the Ninja Turtles. Right. So... Well, let's move on then. Let's talk about our top five. Yes. And uh, I will go first since you had one of these or have one of these now. Mm-hmm. My number five is the Shark Cruiser 4x4. It's basically Bigfoot with fins. And we just talked about how much I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love the paint paint scheme on it, the color scheme. I love the action feature. I love that they sculpted fins onto the wheels just the detail on this thing this is detail worthy of kenner Mm -hmm. on this line it really is Uh, and i love the hot rod engine in the back and everything i just love everything about it that's the one vehicle of all of these i would want to have makes sense so that definitely that definitely makes sense and that's 
it's a fun vehicle. I could imagine that one would be really large. If you were going to get that, you'd have to get a figure to go with it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I would never get one of these without having a figure to go with it. <laughs> right. right. So what about you? What is your number five? My number five is actually Big Slamu. And I I kind of prefer the metallic version over the original release, but I like that figure. I, I like that figure because he, he does have, you know, he's got that, that huge jaw-biting action to him, so he's got a lot to him as it is. You know, the um, the the breathing holes on his back, like the detail that's on the figure itself is, is amazing. It's a, it's a cool looking figure and he has that all soft body. So he's, he's got that ability to really kind of flex that head out. And there's just something about the paint application on him that just, it's a really cool figure. And this is definitely one that I would say would fit in the line really well. If you were going to get these, um, right. I know that he's got the, um, I want to say, I think his like arm drops and he can slam the ground a little bit uh, heavier. And then he's got that jaw biting action on him, which I could, I would find a lot of cool things to, to do with, with this figure, having him play with the other lines. And the fact that now I've seen a video with Vin Diesel saying the, the round mound a pound, the big slam who <laughs> likes to tenderize his competition before, before eating them or, or jawing them through. It's like the round mountain of pound. That's what I think of now when I think of street sharks. I always think of Big Slamu because of that. Well, and everything you said about your your choice for Slamu is true about my number four. Mm. My number four is Slugger Slamu. Another and really good one. I, I love Slamu, but I love the addition of the boxing gloves on this one. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, this is what Rocky would be like if he was mutated. <laughs> and that's what it reminds me of. And I love, again, I love the color scheme that they got with this guy. And I love those those red boxing gloves that they've got. It's just it's just ridiculous. He, it's a shark wearing boxing gloves. It's hilarious. Looks cool because he's got a knockout punching action. So it shows his gloves moving. So I actually think there's switching on him that you can, I guess maybe with his jaw that you can pull and his arms will will basically slug back and forth. That's what it looks Very like. Cool. And that just, yeah. I mean, I would, it's almost like I want to say that my big slam and this should be tied back and forth because of the fact that they're similar, but they're a little bit different, but they're just so flipping cool. And I, I like that, that big slam look. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so that's my number four. What is your number four? So my number four is actually super slam Okay, I'm, I'm noticing a trend here for, for the same reason. And no, but you're right. That, the more I looked at it when you were talking about that, that costume that they've sculpted on him is really neat. Yeah, and I mean, he's out of his finger. He he actually shoots that shield. That's that's why he's kind of a little bit lower on my listing. Is that I, I I'm not sure how I like the idea of the shield shooting out of his hand like a ring, but the costume work on him for Slamu is actually really cool. And this would be probably my target slam move to get, which is why he's a little bit higher on the list. You know, he doesn't really fit in with the idea of, you know, if I'm wanting to get the, the characters in the line and really show what, what the characters do and who's in the line for this, as this, yeah, he's not super representative. He's not of the super line. representative of the line, but he's actually just such a cool looking character. Exactly. He's a lot of, fun. and the shoulder pad work on him is really cool. I like the fact he's got the spiked, um, 
wristbands. I mean, he just pulls the part of a superhero that is a shark guy. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah. It's almost like he's playing dress up. Yes. Well, my number three, I think, is pretty representative of the line uh, in most ways. It's it's rocks. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is really not is this is the only one that has hair, you know, like brushable hair. Yes. But I love the hair. I love that guitar. I love the fact that they sculpted the the flannel shirt around his waist. You, know, you, don't, <laughs> you don't get more 90s than that. And the spike bracelets. Everything about this figure is just perfect. Yeah. And spot on, and I love it. It cracks me up. And then just to me, that's sort of the the humor, the tongue-in-cheek humor of the line. It's like, yeah, we know this is ridiculous. So here, <laughs> here's a guitar playing shark. And oh, yeah, the, the, the guitar is shaped like a shark as well. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and the, the guitar even has a wah-wah pedal on it, or stick. Yeah, it's got a, a whammy bar. Whammy bar, thank you. A whammy bar. <laughs> one of us plays guitar, one of us doesn't. I used to. Guess who? <laughs> So, yeah, that's my number three. What is your number three? My number three is um, uh, Reptil. Or Reptil. I, I, I love the sculpt on this thing. It's cool. It's very cool. Uh, if, he, if he had more articulation, he probably would have made it to my list. You know, but... Reptil, but yeah. For, you know, like I said, I have a, a, a character wall of monsters. And, and the, the only monster I'm not allowed to put on there is one from uh, Inhumanoids because it's actually a scary monster. It's disgusting, right? Well, it's tendril, and it's not that disgusting, but my wife does not like him, so he's not allowed in the house. So I, he can't be up on the wall with the rest of my monsters. But this character, I mean, it would just fit in with Slash. It would fit in with the, the stuff that I have. And it's one of those that I love it. I love the coloration of it. I love the look of it. This is definitely one that I have on my radar to find. And he doesn't have to have the, all that articulation. I just want to make sure he has his accessories because I think the accessories is kind of what makes him. I think that if he didn't have those, he wouldn't necessarily be quite as cool. But Well, yeah, because he doesn't do he much. Doesn't he do needs his accessories to kind of exactly. make the figure work, right? But he, in my opinion, sculpt-wise, is kind of a... He is what you would think of as a perfect example of what's going on with, like, a lot of the character design in the nineties comic books. So over, over the top, oversized, over jawed and, you know, really wacky, insane weapons that don't make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. yeah very cool. Well, my number two is a tie. Cause we haven't had one in a while. Uh, my number two is a tie. And the reason it's a tie is because one of these characters, I love the sculpt and one of these characters, I love the name. Uh, the sculpt that I love is Slobster. Mm. This is, I think, maybe the best or second best sculpt in the line. Uh, I think it's definitely the most intricate and the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about my favorite sculpts a little later on, but uh, it is definitely in my top two sculpts. And uh, Kilimari <laughs> is just the best name ever for a toy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just love it. I love the pun, and it's. It, it took me a second. I was like Kilimar. Oh, you're like I, I had to say it and feel my it. mouth saying Kilimar. Oh, I get it. <laughs> and again, pretty cool sculpt. He's got you know he's got a nice uh, a uh, an action feature that makes sense for the character. Right. But he is a little. That sculpt is a little busy for me. Yeah. A little unnecessarily busy. Slobster, I think, is a great sculpt. So it's like if I could merge those two, it would be 
it would probably be my number one. But since I can't, they're tied for number two. Right. And something I noticed about the um, the sculpt on this guy is that I believe looking at it more, the arms themselves on each arm is two arms actually sculpted onto one uh, shoulder pivot. This is on Kilimari? Mm-hmm. On Kilimari. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, well, again, you know, he's supposed to be a, a squid, so... Yeah. So it, it makes sense for him to be, I mean, super mutated. Like, you think of, like, a, a kaiju. I mean, that's... Kilimari is definitely probably more the, the kaiju than any of the others. The Slopster right. is a great second to that. It really is. Mm-hmm. What about your number two? My number two is Kilimari. <laughs> okay, awesome. So let's just keep talking about him. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the fact with, uh, with Kilimari, because I think... They didn't actually talk about it, but I believe he does come with weapons, and I like the what looks like the spring effect to him. I never saw this guy for sale with any of the figures that um, that I had been researching up. So he's kind of one that I think a lot of people were even confused on where he actually came from. So a lot of people probably haven't identified him correctly, and he's in yeah, in if weird. Yeah, by himself, it, 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 you'd almost think he was maybe from Inhumanoids or. Swamp thing, yeah, or or even like or even ninja turtles, yeah, or power, yeah, that yeah. too. But he he's definitely one that I kind of like uh, a reptile. I would have him on my radar too. I I like the look of the bad guys because I like the how every one of them is very different. How every single one of them has kind of a um, a, a look about them that is very over over overly mutant and and very very much on the idea of kind of a, a japanese like you know radiation monster like I, I like the look of these things and i could see Kilimari going up on the shelf next to slash very well without any problem and i would right. like to see i would like to get him with his accessories i think he'd be kind of cool to have so absolutely if you have a Kilimari that you're trying to get rid of Send it Taylor's way. Let me know. <laughs> All right, well, my number one, and this may surprise you because it may seem a little generic, but my number one is this is the figure that when when you say Street Sharks, this is the figure I think of. And it's the Series 2 Ripster. It's got that the the, the metallic blue. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about how I like that, that blue is my favorite of that really vibrant blue yep. with the, the khaki pants and the brown boots. That's it's just cool. That's when I think of street sharks. That's the image I have in my mind. I can see that. Yeah. And I, and I especially like the boots. He's got the pointy boots, pointy cowboy boots. Uh, I just think it's cool. And again, not much to the figure other than like a killer sculpt. He's got a great sculpt. Looks like a shark. If you're if you're going to get one street shark figurine and, and you're just wanting to have something that's representative of the line. That's a perfect one to go with. Yeah, to be I think honest. so. Yeah. Because it's very easily identifiable. Yep. And when you think of, like, because when you think of the characters from the cartoon series, he's usually one that people always bring up as the, the Great White because he is the truly the main character. He's the leader of the brothers. Right. He's the, the one that, even, like, with the uh, hand sharks, we never talked about the hand puppets. Well, because they're not action figures. They're not so, action figures. But, but they're, they're, so the hand puppets were... They were just like the, the the heads of these, right? And you stuck your hand. Yeah, up they they were, just... they were the waist waist and up. So you had these kind of rubberized arms that you could 
swing around, and then you had the jaw that you could um, articulate. And the teeth, were, I believe, were actually plastic, so they, they had a little bit more bite to them. Okay. And you could use that to kind of, you know, I guess bite, bite your right. action figures and throw them across the room if you're really getting into it. Or do your own street shark story. <laughs> street shark stories. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could see Ripsters being a very quintessential character to have. You know, it's it's one yeah, of those. Absolutely. That, yeah. So what is your number one? My number one, and I have to go with um, with Slash because he's my first one. Yeah, you never forget your first. I love this figure. You love this guy. Yeah, I really I'll have to do. Take a look at it next time I'm over there. You have to. You'll have to. Let me take a look at it. And <laughs> he, see. he sits proudly on the front of my my monster shelf. I absolutely love this character. He's ridiculous. The the sculpting on the scales, like he has so much going on with him, but yet. He doesn't seem too busy. And I actually picked him up with another figure um, from a completely different toy line, both of them. Everything I picked up that day had an aquatic feel, so it was... What else did you pick up? I picked up Slash, I picked up the Land Shark from Masters of the Universe, and then <laughs> I picked up, it was one of the Mega Mutants from G.I. Joe, and it was the Bio Viper that had the uh, tentacle arms on it. Oh, cool. So, like, everything I picked up that day was oversized, very bright, and see, had a the water you, theme to it. That's the stuff you need to be posting on the Facebook page so everybody can, can marvel at I it. I know, and I post it on Instagram all the time, and I, I always forget to, to move that over. I always forget that I've been doing this podcast for five years. and Well, it's it's one of those because I can always move it to Facebook, but I don't have it tied into our Facebook page, so it's... It, I'm lazy right, it ties like into that. your Facebook page. All you have to do is when it posts to your Facebook page, you just hit the share button and share it to the Talking Toys page. I know. I'm just so lazy. Oh, Taylor. But this one, I might actually take that post and post it over because you should. When this show, when this show like goes live, that that's a good picture of them there and a good picture of everything that that I got that day. So that's, you got that day. Yeah, so it's definitely worth putting yeah. in. So before we go to the next portion of the show, let's talk about the the, uh, the box art on these. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it originally. The the first, the original sets of figures up through, I think it was wave four or five, they came in boxes. Mm-hmm. And they came in boxes where they were in like a cage, like a shark cage yes. that was being obliterated, basically. Yes. Right. It was busted in the front. Yeah. And they were in kind of a, uh, a window display box. Yeah. And it was it was open, like especially the street sharks, so you could, um, I guess, uh, kind of feel the the real shark skin and and play with the jaw a little bit. Oh, so there was a hole in there where you could open up and. Yeah, so like the bars were kind of open with the the mouth okay. sticking out towards it, so you could play with the figure, and then he was tied down inside the box, so you couldn't take him out unless you took the whole thing apart, and it had like plastic bars in the front. So the the package art actually had like plastic on it that made it kind of a heavy-duty box, and it had your card that went up that was your hanger to put up on the shelf or a peg. Okay. Yeah, These things are, I mean, the, the box art on these, like the, just a simple red background, this kind of steely blue, like, watercolor display of a torn-up cage with bolts and nuts and, and chains that have this kind of um, 
uh, rust looking effect to it. And then these dented up metal pieces that kind of correspond with the, the dented up plastic bars that are set into the, um, the box. And then the front, you had the logo that's usually below the figure with that huge street sharks. And what's kind of genius about the street sharks logo is that the street going over the top of the sharks, like the way the, the things point in, it makes little shark teeth. Yeah, no, it's it's very so cool. it's, pretty ingenious. Yes. Yeah, the logo, it's a good logo. And then we talked about the 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 box art for the vehicles is just kind of goofy. Yeah, it's 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 painted, it's a cart, but sort of cartoony, and it's it's just it's fun. It's sort of semi whimsical. Right. right. So that brings us to uh, the next part of our show, which is the one that got away. Wait, wait. So which one of these got through your hot little hands? Now this is not a line that I've ever looked for or ever shopped for right so what i had to think about was which one of these would i definitively without a doubt snap up if i ever see it in the wild do you have any guesses hmm. keep in mind i never list these in my top five i'm gonna say the well no you did the four by four yep huh Is it well, rep- Reptile? Nope. It is the one and only Moby Lick. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Moby Lick. Not only does it sound inappropriate, he just, <laughs> like I said, he looks a bit like a xenomorph from Alien. And it's goofy. I love that he's got this big tongue blah, hanging out. And black, white, orange pants, and blue boots. Are they purple? They're kind of like steely blue. So they're like, Steely yeah. blue boots. I love this guy. And, and, and He's I can't so believe goofy. that I forgot about that too. I should have known automatically that that was your number one. Cause yeah. And if anybody, else, yeah, I, I will, I am going to be actively looking for one of these guys. He's got a rubber tongue that flips around and he's got a blow that shoots. I water. know. <laughs> it's like the Gene Simmons of street sharks. When, when I'm out there looking in the wild, especially in my neck of the woods, I'm definitely keeping an eye out because if my local store ever gets these in, I'll, I'll be looking for, for, for you a couple of these because I, I think that, that this would be fun for you to have in your collection. Yeah, definitely. And his boots even have like stirrups on them. Yes. So that he could put um, <laughs> like spurs on the back. How weird is that? Uh... I love this guy. <laughs> Moby Lick. Oh. It's great. It's literary. It's naughty. It's hilarious. Yeah. So... That's my one that got away for obvious reasons. What What about you? What is your one that got away? So I actually, believe it or not, this is a weird one. I have a tie on these yeah. because I've had two that have gotten away. One of which is truly my one that got away because I'm still very much after this one. And the other I'm okay with having let go of. But my one that I'm okay with having let go of was actually Blades. And I came across, a, it was a Metallic's Blades. And I wanted to go back and get it, and they said it was gone, so I haven't been able to get that one back in. And it's one that I would be okay with having in because, you know, the blades move, and it's kind of a fun figure. My true one that got away, because I didn't have the money to bet on him at the time, and when I did get paid, I went to go get him, he was no longer available, so I have to wait again. It's Slobster. Okay, yeah, Slobster is great. He is... Between him, Reptile, Kilimari, and Slobster, 
those are and slash those are my four out of this this run of figures that I really have to have on my shelf for for the action figures those are the ones I I feel that I have to have they fit with everything that I love about toys they fit with the beautiful designs as far as these kind of off-the-wall thinking sea creatures that make me laugh and those are the the four that I I have to feel like I have to have and I have slash already so that's down to three so once I get these other especially just lobster that's I could kind of rest a little bit easier because to me that is just that's a powerhouse of a, an action figure that just it's beautiful from top to bottom it's everything you would want in a monster toy it is it's very cool Yep. Well, this is, you know, this line, uh, I, I've got more affection for this line than I thought <laughs> I would have going into it when I started looking over the research you did. Uh, these guys are fun. Yep. And this was, this was a toy, you know, a lot of times when we do these toy lines, there's the concept is really cool, but the execution just sort of falls apart. It's like they don't think beyond the first wave. Right. But this is one that they really they, they just kept it going yeah. through several, several waves of toys, several series. Yep. Um, and, and they still kind of hold up Yeah, the sculpt and everything 20 years later, yep. you know, they still, they still hold up. This is, I mean, there's even on Moby Lick's tongue, there's even like sculpting on his tongue. There's like little buds and everything. Oh on yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, every, every aspect creepy, but... of these toys are, are fairly well thought out and the, the detail on them because they are so large, the detail for the sculpting on them are just, they're amazing. The, the kind of some of the concerns people have are that. There's not a lot of articulation on a lot of these guys, but being a boy toy and being that they're oversized and knowing that the art, the art, extra articulation is probably not going to help them stand. I'm, it's something I can look past and I'm okay with. They all come with fun action features. Right. It, and, it's in service of something. Yeah. It's not just in, it's not just that anybody would, that they were lazy. Right. I would like to say one figure we never got, one character we never got. There's a character called Clamando, which is a mutant clam. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Clamando. I'm going to have to look him up in the cartoon now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh, that just sounds so wrong. <laughs> Started as a dock worker from Malcolm Medusa III and fell into toxic waste where there were clams. Awesome. Makes sense. He's in Shark to the Future. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, folks, we'd love to hear what you think about Street Sharks and tell us what your favorites are. And especially what you thought of that Vin Diesel video. Uh, because that just, it has to be seen to be believed. Yes. It is It is a work of art. It, the, the, the man is a true artiste. It makes me laugh every time. I love it. And uh, so head on over to the Facebook page and, and share your thoughts. And if you have any, if you have any of these guys in your collection, we definitely want to see pictures mm -hmm. of those because I love these guys. I love the sculpts. I love everything about them. And uh, I want to say there was a video game. There might have been. For like the Sega CD. Because I remember I was in a show choir in Paris when I was in college. And I remember there was like a, sh I think it was a Street Shark Sega CD game that the disc was just in the practice, in the, the rehearsal room and kept getting kicked around. Oh. Yeah. That's so no sad. Respect, that's like, no respect. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to say that the uh, production company who produced this was Mr. Joe's Really Big Productions, who produced the uh, cartoon series. So I always thought that was kind of fun. 
the, the two guys who created it were in Mr. Joe's really big production. So anyway, uh, Taylor, thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, suggesting this. And uh, we'll be back next week with an action figure exclusive. Mm-hmm. But until then, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Really big, bulky action figures. Ninja Turtle ripoffs. But they're still a lot of fun. I kind of want to go get seafood right now. Me too. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.